I feel like if you're really ambitious as a human being, you're just setting yourself up to live a tougher life. It's like, if you have no goals, like I'd just be in my backyard smoking right now without a care in the world. But like, if you have goals, it's like, you always want to like push through and like your mind is going to play tricks on you. So I feel like I always just, I keep on saying it just comes down to like, what do you exactly want to do? This is back to your story. Brother, how's it going? Dude, doing amazing. How about you? Fantastic. I really appreciate you allowing us to come to your beautiful home, your studio, uh, and experience all of this. It's it's fantastic. Absolutely. Welcome to the desert. Yes, it's freaking, <laughs> dude. It's uh, it's so funny when we were in uh, our Uber ride to the uh, hotel yesterday. Um, I was like, oh, is it starting to get hot now? It was like ninety five degrees. Right. Like, oh, it's not hot yet. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's ninety five fucking degrees outside. Oh yeah, it'll get way hotter out here. It'll get to 115, 120 in the summertime. It's pretty wild. How do you deal with that? You just stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> Only go outside in the morning. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but it, it is. It's so beautiful up here, man. And it's really cool what you what you did. And I absolutely love the uh, the kitty cats, man. The crazy cats. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whose idea was that? I was wifey over here. All right. Yeah. All right. That was actually my Father's Day present. Even though I'm not a father, I'm okay. a fur father. You're so a fur father. That counts for something, yes, right? Yes, it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so for the people just kind of tuning in, um, uh, do you mind doing a brief introduction of who you are? Yeah, for sure. So I like to call myself a YouTuber and a fitness entrepreneur. So I've been a YouTuber since about 2000, actually all the way back in 2015. I was part of a YouTube channel that kind of got my feet wet in video production and just being on camera and making fitness videos. And then I started a supplement company in 2017. So basically just full-time fitness entrepreneur and YouTuber. Wow. Yeah. Did you, wh- when you first started making YouTube videos, what did you envision in your head? Man, like YouTube was so much different back then. So I just wanted to educate people and teach them how to work out better, how to make gains, how to look shredded. Yeah. And then since then, I think it just evolved into like a bigger vision of truly wanting to inspire people and entertain people, make like crazy videos, have more production behind my videos. But it's like back in the day, you could get a million views just like standing in front of a camera, showing people how to do a, you know, a bicep curl or something like that. Yeah, it's so crazy, the evolution of of YouTube and then just what people like yourself and and other people in the in the industry have been able to branch off, you know, doing Mm -hmm. like your supplement company or like logan paul prime or having right. that you know it's just like it, i i you know i'm 36 years old and right. I, I never would have imagined anything like this when i was when oh, i was it's, younger it's insane like think of it like this mr beast is like a billionaire on paper yeah like the only athlete in the world that's a billionaire is like lebron james michael jordan maybe like messi now like yeah. uh, isn't it crazy a 24 25 year old kid can be more valuable than like the top athletes in the world just off of a YouTube and just building a brand off the platform. It's it's so crazy. I mean, that kid gets a hundred million views a video. It's so crazy to think about. I was just <laughs> reading how like The Rock or not The Rock, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had like the fifth uh, top show on Netflix, and it had like four or five million views in like the first week. I'm like, that'd be a that'd be the worst Mr. Beast video of all time. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to think about. It really is, and and the amount of money that goes into that product. I mean, Mr. Beast does put a lot of money into his production as well, right? It, but it, but it is crazy. I mean, even like talking to Tyler, you know, he predominantly watches stuff on like YouTube. I'll be like, mm. oh, did you watch this? Did you watch? It? You know, and it's like, no, right. no, no. And that's kind of the generation now, right? It's just mm. uh, it, it shifted, but it's it's great because there is there's a lot of great things out there, and and I do like the the diversification of 
individuals being able to create content and be able to create brands. When you were younger, like where, where did you grow up and did you ever envision this would be what your life would become? Yeah, I guess it's tough because social media and like YouTube didn't exist when I was, you know, growing up. But I basically grew up in Wisconsin. I was obsessed with basketball. And like, I mean, obsessed. I would practice four or five hours a day. I would have to make 500 jump shots, you know, 100 free throws. And I always thought I'd be a pro basketball player. But unfortunately, by NBA standards, I'm literally like a midget. I'm like six foot one, <laughs> right? So like in society, I'm okay. Yes. But like compared to like an NBA basketball player, I'm like an extremely undersized point guard. Yeah. But I started getting into like working out when I knew I wouldn't make the NBA. It was just sort of like I was used to just training, doing something physical. So I started lifting weights. I really enjoyed it. And then I also started getting into acting. I just thought it was really cool. Like in sports, it's like you're live. It's a performance. And in like acting, it sort of puts this pressure on you to have to like really be in the moment and perform. So I kind of thought it'd be cool to just like be in movies and stuff. I didn't really have much of a vision for it, but I did, you know, dabble in acting a little bit. And then I met a guy who had a YouTube channel, like an online business right around that time. And that kind of just went down the rabbit hole of, oh, how do people even make money on the internet? Is this actually like a career? And that's kind of how I got here. And with that being said, I want to talk today about Botanic Tonics Feel Free. It's an absolute game changer, guys. For me, anytime I start a podcast or anytime I want to go out, but I don't want that hangover and you just need that social lubricant kind of to take that edge off. This is my go-to choice. It is one of those things that gives me a clean energy boost without the jitters. Once again, a social lift without the hangover and focus enhancement without the crash. Check it out today. You get $40 off plus free shipping when you use the code BTYS. Hit the link in the bio. Let's get back to oh, it. so crazy. Do you remember, um, how old are you? 37. So you're 37, yeah. right? You look good, man. Appreciate um, You... When you were younger, right? 2015, so you're like 30, right? Right. Um, 29. When you started getting and dabbling into YouTube, like what did your family think? Did they question it or did they think it was weird? I, I don't think that they knew there was money in it. Yeah. Like I think they thought there was maybe like a tiny bit of money in it. But seven years ago, there is no Mr. Beast. There is no one who is building seven, eight, nine figure brands off YouTube. It was just like, oh, some people on the internet watch their videos. But they, like even to this day, I think most people don't understand how much money you can make on social media. Yeah, it, it is. It's It's the reach that an individual has is unlike anything before. Right. Social media has definitely changed the game for people to be able to, you know, create their own content, like we said, right, but to build their own brands in, in, a, in a massive way, which is absolutely uh, insane. So when you first started, you know, creating content, what was the, the, the focus, right? It was just workout videos, yeah, I guess I just really wanted to inspire people to go through a transformation themselves. So I used to be really skinny. I was like six foot, 140 pounds, but I played basketball like junior year high school. And then I probably bulked up and gained 30, 40 pounds in a short period of time. And I had so much more confidence. I felt amazing. And I was always like the weak kid, even in like elementary school or middle school gym class. I remember being so afraid to bench press because there is a girl who could bench press more than me. Like I could barely get the bar off my chest. And then just being able to like put in the work and transform, I'm like, holy shit. It's like, if I can put in the work and transform physically, I feel like I could transform my life in any capacity. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of help people and inspire them in a similar way. So for an individual that's trying to, you know, do something like that, how did you even put on 30, 40 pounds? I was just obsessed with the process, I believe. Like, I just truly enjoyed going in the gym and, like, each week getting a little bit stronger, like, gaining one to two pounds a week. So I feel like I'm just addicted to progress. Yeah. And it's a really simple thing. It's like, imagine even, like, you know, 
a YouTube channel or a podcast, if it just grows a little bit each week, each month, you're excited about it. Yes. So I think I just became addicted to the progress about it. Why do you think it is that most people give up, right? Even that little little bit of progress, right? Like I, I think in, in society in today's terms, like people see like, you know, these big stars, these big influencers, right? And they they think that it happened overnight, mm. right? Right. right. Yeah, because now they're just hearing about them, but you know, they don't understand the ten years of, you know, bullshit videos mm. that they put yeah, together. Exactly. I mean, go back to Mr. Beast's earliest videos, right? right. It's like it's 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 like, it's, it's crazy, right? Counting to a hundred thousand in yeah. his room or something <laughs> wild, you know. <laughs> it's like yeah. so weird. Right. But uh, you know, he stuck to the process. And so why do you think in today's terms like why do so many people give up yeah that's an amazing question because i feel like it comes from not knowing what you truly want because if you really are obsessed with wanting something you're gonna persevere through all the bullshit like i just noticed you have like a mickey mouse tattoo on your hand yeah i just heard this story about walt disney and like all the bullshit he had to go through all the failures that he had but he knew exactly what he wanted so he was willing to persevere for you know 10 damn years to get where he wanted to go yeah. Like he was fired. He was dead broke. He was eating dog biscuits. He was so poor. Like no one believed in his vision except him. So I feel like most people just don't have a clear vision. But if you have a vision, you know what you want, it becomes a lot easier. It's never easy, but it becomes easier. Yeah. It's just hard, you know, when you're going through it and, and it's like failure after failure after failure and you're not looking at it from the opposite side. It's like, okay, yeah, I failed this time, but why did I fail? Right. Okay. Well, next time let's do something different. Right. And continue to grow. It is that instant, you know, like instant hit of, of dopamine of, mm. you know, influencer success, business success, life success, romance success, whatever it is that, that right. people want. But that's in reality, like you said, something like, you know, Walt Disney, it, it took him so long to get to where he is. And, and, and that is, it's all about the journey, man. Yeah. At the end of the 100%. day, you know, for you, like going through this entire process, like what, what has been some of the, the struggles trying to, you know, build, you know, your YouTube and your, I mean, especially your, your supplement brand. Yeah. I mean, the YouTube stuff, I never really put a ton of pressure on myself because I had other revenue streams. It wasn't like my life depended on it, but I just really wanted to grow and like have an audience and grow on that platform. But in terms of the business, I would say the toughest time was the first like year and a half. You know, we had some sales coming in, but like we weren't even paying ourselves anything. So we had to hustle. We had to find like clever ways to like work on the business full time, but then still have some money coming in. So that was a really tough time because there was like 80, 100 hour weeks. And then we finally got to a point where we're like, okay, we can pay ourselves a full-time salary. We can start to build a team, hire employees, that sort of thing. But, you know, those first year and a half, like year and a half, two years was really tough. Why didn't you give up? I think because we just saw progress. Like, you know, we got to a point where, okay, we got 10 sales a day, 20 sales a day, 100 sales a day. We had a clear vision. We wanted to inspire people, make really good products and I mean, I had a great business partner. If I was alone on an island, so to speak, I maybe would have. I don't know. It's not really in my personality to give up. But, like, I had a great business partner, and we both had similar, like, interests and a similar vision towards it. So it just became easier. Yeah, I mean, having a a solid business partner always helps. Having a shitty business partner definitely hurts, right? 100%, yeah. You know, for you, like, looking back, um, you know, trying to to build all this, like, what is – if you could go back to like your younger self, right? It's even seven years ago, eight right. years ago. Like, what would you tell yourself from today, back then? Hmm. That's a great question. I would just say, like, I feel like we'd even be in a like a greater place if we had a more clear vision of what we were trying to accomplish. Because I feel like a lot of people just start a business because it's the trendy, cool thing. Like, oh, I want to be self-employed. I want to be like a self-made man, whatever. But I feel like most people don't have like a, like a why behind it. 
Like, what are you actually <laughs> trying to do with your business? Like for us, we're trying to provide like the fuel and motivation for people to really change their life and then change everyone's life around them. Because they're like, imagine someone like stumble across our products, they start taking it, they start getting the content, they're motivated, they're, they're going to the gym more. Now they're, you know, maybe they motivated their brother and their friend who was really lazy and he starts working out and it becomes this incredible compound effect. So it's like, if we can be the best at providing not only like the supplements is one thing, but like even in theory, if the supplements did nothing and then they start to, you know, they're in our community and they love our content and they feel fired up watching a little video, like that's all it takes to change your life. Yeah, it, it, re it really does. And it's, it's, it's incredible, like how much amazing content is out there that can fire you up, right? Mm, it's for like sure. for me, um, before I get in the cold plunge in the morning, like I'll get in the sauna for seven minutes, right? right. To kind of heat my body up and then get in the cold plunge before I, I work out, right? And I'll fucking put on, uh, just go on YouTube, David Goggins, oh, yeah. motivation. <laughs> Dude, I, I, bro, that- yeah, He just mother, has a way with words, you know? It just, it, it just, you you could be like in the dumps and, and then you listen to him and you're like, let's fucking go. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell I, yeah. I, I love that shit, man. Yeah. Like for me, that that guy was Greg Plitt. I don't know if you know who he is, but like mm -hmm. similar personality to, you got to watch a Greg Plitt video after this, but oh, well. he just has this amazing way with words. And I remember when I just started getting into working out, I stumbled across, this is before YouTube, he had like a members area. And he had hundreds of little workout vlogs and he would go off these little like tangents and just motivational speeches and just like something about it really wanted to, I just like, it really changed me. Like, I don't know if I would have started Elfline on the YouTube without that experience. Yeah. So it's crazy. Just like that one internet video could change anyone's life. It's so, it's so freaking true, man. Is he still putting out content? He passed away. It's a pretty uh, crazy story. He actually got hit by a train at like 37 years old. He was like shooting a protein commercial and he didn't, this is like in LA, you know, they have like little like Metro Amtrak yeah. areas yeah. and it's not like a really loud train. They're not quite as loud as a normal train. And I don't know if he like mistimed his jump. There's different theories, but like, I remember the day it happened. I couldn't believe it. My friend texted me. He's like, holy shit, Greg Plitt died. I'm like, huh? That isn't, that's yeah. Damn man. That it sucks, sucks that he died so tragic because he was so motivational. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it is, it's absolutely I mean, he's still so young, dude, 37. I know, man. He was like, I mean, it, he would have crushed it in the social media era. He was just like a great speaker, really motivating dude. He was on the cover of like 100 fitness magazines, like had a perfect physique. So yeah, man, sucks. Yeah, yeah, man. That's why we, you, you can't take life for granted, man. So no. Like, life is a blink of a fucking eye. Right. And people, a lot of people don't truly realize that. Like, And, and I just think about this all, all the time. Like how, how fortunate I am, right, to be be living in fucking the United States and mm. Southern California, yeah. right? Um, and especially during this time, like we have conversations all the time, time right? like, like what it was like to live 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 oh, years yeah. ago. And so now we have like a lot of these tools at our, our, our hands that we've never had before, but you have to put in the work, you have to put in the effort mm. um, to get that. And, and so, yeah, it's really sad that that, that dude passed away, but he he inspired you and he he did he helped change your life yeah absolutely you know so when you you know when when you started building the 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 supplement brand what was like the focus behind it yeah so the focus behind it was we're a performance dominant brand so like we wanted to just help people perform better you know there's a lot of really shitty products on the market when we started there's a lot better brands now cuz there's so much content and transparency but like back in the day it was kind of dominated by these like legacy brands, these like big powerful corporations. They would make really shitty supplements with high margins. So like our motivation was just to create better products and formulas, which quite honestly was not that hard at the beginning. 
now there's a lot of great companies out yes. there. Like there's a lot of companies that are transparent, make really good, you know, formulas, use quality ingredients, but we just want to help people perform better. Like there's a lot of side effects associated with say like pre-workouts, even protein supplements or like messing up people's stomach. Yeah. So just giving people a better overall experience was kind of the motivation at the beginning. Was it hard though? Like trying to put that all together? I mean, but you said transparency is fucking key, right? It's right. Like, it's like literally everything. Right. Especially when you're, you're taking supplements, man. You, yeah, yeah. You want to know what's in there. For right? sure. It wasn't that hard because I had taken supplements my whole life. Like I kind of, I don't know if you know much about the whole pre-workout supplement like era, but there was this product called like Jack 3D back in the day. And there's all these different pre-workouts. I would always read the magazines and I knew about every ingredient. So like I knew so much about the industry. So did my business partner. And then we also consulted with a lot of scientists. Yeah. So it wasn't like we were just like on Google, just like coming up with shit. Like yeah. we were talking to scientists and stuff as well, but I had a good like foundation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so, it's so freaking important. And once again, I'm just going to go back to it is like transparency is such a, a, a huge issue in a lot of things. Mm. Right. And, but I do see, you know, supplement brands, um, more and more, you know, are being more transparent, but it's awesome that you were, you know, part of that part, part of that wave. Do you remember the, the the first days of like thinking, okay, like how did you even come up with the name Alpha Lion? Yeah, good question. I was just, I was stuck on that name for like three, four years prior. And I thought it'd be kind of a cool like apparel company, clothing company. And uh, I met my business partner at the time. We were just like kind of within the first month of meeting, we were just like, all right, we're going to start this like sports nutrition company. And we just kind of brainstorming what we should name it. And I'm like, oh, I've always had this, you know, name Alpha Lion. So we just yeah. kind of went for it. And then I was always obsessed with the word superhuman. So it's almost like the brand within the brand. Yeah. Because like superhuman is such like, a, like everyone has this, uh, like everyone thinks of something when they hear the word superhuman. Yes. So yes. I think we got really lucky with that name even more so than Alpha Line. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's like such a, such a. Yeah. Like we'll probably do an energy drink at some point. It'll be superhuman energy. It wouldn't be Alpha Line energy. And it's just like the perfect name for any kind of performance product that gives you energy. It is. It is. With, when, when you guys, um, started thinking of that like there was no other brands called superhuman it's crazy but there wasn't like we we snatch that trademark so fast like we own the superhuman mark in so many categories <laughs> we, we own it in like water energy drinks supplements food products um production like everything yeah it's so weird because you just think with that that would have already been bought up like super you think so yeah <laughs> those names go so well together yeah 100 percent. 100 percent, man um so you know, like, like when you, like, I always like to ask this question, especially people, you know, um, uh, like that have your physique, you're very, very fit. Like when you look back from like when you were younger to today, obviously we have these protocols that we build out. Like this is what right. I do every single day, you know, for people that are, are listening that maybe don't work out all the time, right? Mm. Like what are some key things that people can do to just get off their ass and move, man? Yeah, I would say... A lot of people, it's tough to give like general advice because a lot of people have existing like injuries. I have a hip issue, a knee issue. Um, like we have this friend, uh, John, he owns Mentality Clothing and we actually took him to the gym yesterday. He's like in terrible shape, like always just like, oh, no, I'm not going to start working out. Then one like night he'll be drunk, but like, all right, Monday I'm going to start. Yeah. And he's been saying this for like six, nine months. We kind of like put him through a workout. And, you know, he has like a little hip issue, a knee issue, a shoulder issue. So like we we're, you know, trying to get him to do like dumbbell bench press. He couldn't do that. Um, we we're trying to get him to do like some leg stuff with the weights. And that was like hurting his hip. 
So I would say like someone just trying to start off, just keep it really simple. Like you can do wall sits, which is a leg exercise. You can do push-ups, and you can do like assisted pull-ups. That's basically your whole body. Yeah. So just take it slow and listen to your body and just like something's better than nothing, right? A hundred percent. I mean, to not do anything is absolutely crazy. Yeah, exactly. Not- like you're just cutting your short your life short, and it's like <laughs> you're gonna feel like shit. You're not gonna be proud of how you look. So absolutely, man. I mean, it's so crazy to think that, unfortunately, in America, it's a huge majority of our population mm. that's not doing anything, that's not eating correctly, that's not right. taking care of themselves. But I do start. I am seeing like a, a bigger wave and a bigger trend, right? But that's. It's still not the brunt, the, the the large mass of, of right. people. And it's like, dude, if you if you just committed, you know, thirty minutes, three days a week, right? Like, yeah, it's better than nothing. Even fucking walking around the block. Hundred percent. Yeah, like walking is great for fat loss. Like I'm yes. on a little like summer shred right now, so I'll just literally like walk back and forth around the neighborhood. You know, walk two miles a day. Yeah, that adds up a ton over the course of a month. You know, it definitely does. But what it comes down to with everything um, is is up here your brain mm, mentality right for sure right? you you shit man even like david goggins story even you know my own personal story like it, your brain will allow you to quit mm. or it will allow you if you allow yourself to right. push farther than you've ever fucking imagined right right and that to me is a is a beautiful thing you know for you now like what is what are key things that you do every single week to kind of keep yourself and your body in check? Yeah, so I have like pretty unique fitness goals, I think, especially for my age. So I used to be a basketball player, so I kind of had a foundation as an athlete. So like the way I train, I call it athletic bodybuilding. So I want to inspire people of like what's possible even as you get 35, 40, maybe even 45. So like I know a lot of people that have like, you know, the dad bod thing going on in their 30s. Like I want to be 40 and be able to still dunk a basketball and like run a really fast 40. I want to say I'm faster than like, you know, half the football players playing in the NFL games every Sunday. Let's go. So like I have really unique training goals. I mean, I'm naturally a little bit more athletic, but I also got into bodybuilding. So like I like to combine both elements. So almost every single week I'll do like sprinting. I'll do some jumping plyometrics. Then I'll do like the bodybuilding training. So I like kind of encompassing a few elements. Yeah, I think that's good though. Like especially for the your type of physique, like and for, for a lot of people, I, I do like that. For like me, I love hit exercises yeah like yeah. it's just there's just something a, a about just pushing my body really fucking hard for yeah it's like 100 percent. you know just a hunt for 45 minutes just balls to the walls doing that and you know like i um i suffer from multiple sclerosis right mm, and well. um and i could not imagine what it was so I used to be like probably 25 pounds heavier. Okay. Um, three years ago, I think it was. Gotcha. Four years ago. I don't even remember now. Um, and and then I really started working out and, you know, it just pushing myself beyond what I, I normally would have, right? Because right. I was that person. I had, the, you know, the dad bond and everything like that. And it, it really does just mentally, but also physically it helps out mm. just in every aspect. I mean, people that are suffering from autoimmune disorders, it doesn't matter what the fuck it is. Right. Um, you, you, you need to take really good care of your body. Do you do anything like sauna or cold plunge or? Man, I just started, it's funny when you talked about the cold plunge. So, you know, I'm producing this whole series for my YouTube channel called Project Superhuman. So actually the first episode, um, we did a, it was a cold plunge every single day. And like, I hate being cold. I hate cold water so much. 
So that was one of the toughest challenges that I've ever done. They're like, it was cold when I was doing it. So we'd like fill my hot tub back in my backyard with a bunch of ice. Yeah. The water is probably like 42, 43 degrees. And like I did, I remember I did five minutes on day seven. And like I was shivering so bad, my chest cramped up when I got out. <laughs> it's so crazy, dude. Yeah, it's, it's jarring getting in. I was like, it's like I knew it would be, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. So I had a little bit of anxiety about it. And then I remember just like, kind of psyching myself out of it i was reading like all this shit on google and it was like oh the american heart association says like sudden immersion in cold water can kill a person and all this stuff yeah but i felt amazing when i got out i felt so good and i've also been using a lot of like sauna recovery like yes. you know post-workout sauna i love doing that too yes yes i mean it's so good dude like i i, I literally could like feel like shit right you yeah get in mm. for three minutes get out and you just you it just does something right right that it, unlike anything else and then yeah the sauna just i mean for me it's so good for um sleep but you do it post post workout well. yeah i'll pre i pretty much only do it post workout and i was just reading that it's good to accelerate recovery after an intense workout i think the, like joe rogan's a big proponent of doing a post workout yeah um i'll do like 15 minutes three four times a week yes, yes. um i haven't really been doing the cold plunge the last couple months i need to get back into it it's yeah. just kind of like i did cryotherapy though last week there that we was go. pretty interesting there we go yeah that that's it's very interesting dude it's uh because it was like negative 215 degrees something like that yeah but it's easier it's than easier. the cold plunge so like, don't easier. get me wrong it's cold it's kind of like you're in the arctic and it's yes. windy is how i would describe 100%. it 100 yeah you got a blanket on you know it's yeah. like or not i don't remember what the fuck you have but i've done it multiple times but yeah, yeah it's uh it it's so weird how much a cold plunge before you get in will psych your brain out. Oh yeah, you will do everything in your power to say no. Right. In your in your life, whatever it is, cold plunge, whatever it's like. Wh how do you get past that? How do you push past the no? Mm. I guess it just always comes down to like wanting that end result so bad that you're willing to go through all the bullshit to get there. Like, I feel like if you're really ambitious as a human being. You're just setting yourself up to live a tougher life. It's like if you have no goals, like I'd just be in my backyard smoking weed right now without a care in the world. But yeah. like if you have goals, it's like you always want to like push through and like your mind is going to play tricks on you. Yes. So I feel like I always just I keep on saying it just comes down to like, what do you exactly want to do? Like, you know, with Alphine, we, want, we have like specific goals with like our revenue. We have like an exit plan. So like we know exactly what we want to do. So like, yeah, some days might suck. We might, you know, get sued. An employee might quit. Who knows? Like millions of things happen, you know, week to week. But it's just like knowing what you want. Yeah, I, I, that's so, so important. But I, I, I don't know if a lot of people know what they want. Yeah, that's the tough part, right? All right, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, dude, life is, as you know, it's fucking crazy, man. So right. It's like. And Especially nowadays, like life used to be like very simple, like the seventies and eighties. Yeah, yeah, it's different times, man. Yeah, different times. I hundred percent. You know, I mean, when you were a kid, I, I mean, I was a latchkey kid growing up, man. I was yeah. out, you know, when the the sun came up and oh yeah, no phone. I mean, I didn't get a cell phone until I was like eighteen, you know. So yeah. it was just like it was just like such a, a different time for us, and and I feel fortunate that I I was able to grow up. Uh, before you know the emergence of you know like the internet yeah after, no same right? for sure so you kind of get both yeah both aspects of it um yeah but yeah today is is definitely it's just a, a lot more crazy a lot more people are just they know a lot things are very connected yeah in, in a large way you know you, you said you said earlier that um you know you you build these goals like an exit plan and, and all of on all of those things like are, are these things that you just when you're th when you're in the sauna or when you're going to bed like when do you think of these um these goals that you build for your life 
Yeah, good question. I guess my mind kind of never shuts off. It's like a blessing and a curse. So, um, yeah, just sometimes you'll just have like, I call it like a moment of clarity. Like sometimes I'll just be toying around with like different situations and scenarios in my head and I just like don't have clarity on it. Then all of a sudden one day it'll just kind of like click out of nowhere. Like maybe I'm going for a walk. Maybe I'm like in the middle of a set at the gym playing basketball. Just it's sometimes when you're not thinking about it. It's like you obsess over it and then you just like let it be and then you just subconsciously go back to it and it's like oh this is what i want to do yeah are you able to shut your mind off sometimes i don't know i try it's hard it depends how good things are going you know <laughs> <laughs> it's so true dude. yeah yeah it's so true it's so true it's like yeah man yeah I, I totally get it um looking at your life are you proud of what you've been able to accomplish yeah, 100%. I'd say like proud but never satisfied is like a good way to put it because I feel like you just always, like I'm very goal oriented. Um, like I was watching the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary on Netflix and he has a really interesting perspective on this. So he was like in the bodybuilding, he accomplished like all these things, world champion, bunch of years over. And then he's like, oh, this is boring. I need a new challenge. And he told this story about the guy, the first guy who ever climbed Mount Everest. And you know, imagine being the first human being to fucking climb Mount Everest. Insane. And he got up there and then he saw this other peak across and he started planning in his head how to climb that mountain. So I feel like if you're just insanely ambitious, it's kind of like, what's the next obstacle? What's the next mountain to climb, so to speak? Do you ever take time to, to relax, let loose, vacation? Anything yeah, like for sure. Like, I think it's really important for mental health. Like, I love just, like, being out in the sun in a beautiful place. So, like, I think we're going to go to Miami, like, 4th of July week. It's, like, our anniversary. And, like, I love being in the Caribbean. I'm going to my friend's bachelor party in the Bahamas in September. So, yeah, I mean, we've gone to Europe a couple times, you know, in the process of owning Elf Line. So, I think it's super important to be able to get away. Yeah, there, you know, there's a, a lot of people and people even I know in my own life that are very, you know, ambitious and hardworking and right. it's like their, their whole life is, is their job. Right. Right. Um, but they never take time to decompress. It's like, right. yeah, like, I mean, we were just on vacation last week in Boston and I, I was working throughout the entire you know trip. But it's like, right. at the same time, you know, I, you need to be able to just kind of decompress and, 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 relax a little bit yeah 100 percent. it's like you can i think it's good not to take things too seriously like i like to tell myself like as serious about like as i am about my goals it's like does any of this really matter that much in the overall scheme of things like just like loosen up a little bit like you're doing it because you enjoy the process and like overcoming obstacles and being the best version of yourself but like if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out like there's not i'm not going to beat myself up over it yeah yeah is that like a trait that you learned when you were younger or is that something you no through i think it wisdom? like honestly i think it's honestly was was one of my, my worst traits when i was younger because i always think back to like i wanted to be a pro basketball player and i actually think i wanted it too bad if that makes sense like i put so much pressure on myself and i would just like tighten up i wouldn't sometimes play loose I would just stress myself out over it so much, just like obsess over it. So I feel like the more you want something, sometimes the farther it, you know, you're away from it. So I think it's good to be a little bit carefree about things like work as hard as possible, do everything in your control, and then like fuck it, whatever happens, happens. You know. Yeah, that's a great perspective, man. When you when you look back at like your 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 younger self and like you wanted to be a professional basketball player, do you remember when you came to terms like this isn't going to happen? Mm. 
I would say the first time. So I went to IMG Academy. It was like a sports academy. Um, my junior year of high school, and I remember before kind of like the season started, I remember being in my first pickup game, and I'm on the floor with a guy who was the top-ranked player in California, top-ranked ninth grader in the country at one time, like super talented player. I'm on the floor with Michael Beasley. He was a second player picked in the NBA draft um, later on in his career post-high school, and I just remember being on the floor, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, there's this level. <laughs> like, because I could go to my local YMCA and people are like, oh shit, this guy Crush. can shoot so well and just yes. like destroy everyone. And then I remember being in that game and I'm like, oh, this is the top of the top level. So I was just like, I think I kind of like knew I couldn't bridge that gap in a matter of a couple of years. Like, there's just certain things like athleticism is a little bit like, yeah, like I trained and I can jump really well, but like, there's guys who didn't train at all who had a 40 inch vertical leap and like, I can't train myself to be six, eight. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could, but I can't. No. So it's no. like, you know, the height thing, it's, I, I feel like looking back, I would have had a lot better chance to be a pro tennis player. Cause Ooh. I was really good at tennis and I'm like the perfect height and size yes. for tennis. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Or even maybe like football, like safety or something. Definitely. Def oh, I want to see a Jack tennis player. Yeah. Right. <laughs> fucking dope. Dude. That'd be funny. Right? Kind of <laughs> lean dude. But yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, you know, for me, when I was younger, all I cared about was just skateboarding and mm. partying and just having fun. And I played baseball till I was like twelve or thirteen, but that that was you know that was it. Skateboarding, right. snowboarding, that was that was it. Um, but I, I I couldn't imagine you know the kids out there like yourself or even Tyler, like you 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 put all this effort for all of these years mm. at a young age, and and I mean it's a really good learning lesson, right? That uh, nothing is ever um, uh, you 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 never have anything for sure in life right, right. Like anything can possibly happen right so and then you you make it to like high school and or even college and it's like no this is this isn't gonna work but right ever since you're a little kid you dreamed right you know pitching on the mound or you know you know shooting from the free throw line like that those things that you build up in your brain and then all of a sudden it's like no this isn't this isn't it's definitely not happening right it's um it's a really good learning lesson Nah, for sure. Cause I mean, life is tough. Like you got to be able to persevere through like fear and failure. So I feel like those dreams that die when, you know, you, let's say you had a dream of being a baseball player, football player, pro athlete when you're 10 and you're 20, it doesn't happen. A lot of people are defeated by that. And yeah. like, they let it carry over to everything else they do in life, which yes. is crazy. Yeah. I mean, dude, there's some like 40, 50 year olds that are you know, you know, back in my day, yeah, you know, yeah, it was like like shit. Uncle Rico from yeah. Napoleon Dynamite, a hundred percent, dude, a hundred percent. Love that character. It's like, oh, <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, but so my dad always tells me. I'll send my dad a video. He goes, "Oh, I could do that when I was your age." I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is uh, what, what is what does pops think of of where you're at now? Yeah, he's really proud. I mean, he's an entrepreneur himself. He started a real estate company in like a small town in Wisconsin. So. Wow. Um, I feel like I took uh, took after him in a lot of lot of ways. Like my mom, I kind of got the athlete stuff from my mom's side of the family, and then the entrepreneurial side from my dad's side of the family. So like he's really proud. He always wears like Elf Line shirts. Yeah. Um, you know, takes his supplements. Is really proud when any you one like talks to him like, oh yeah, I saw your son like on this ad or on the internet and blah blah blah. So yeah, he's that's, really proud. That's so freaking cool, man. Um, you know, the person that you are today, right? Like. How much did your family, your parents, like influence the man that is sitting here right now? Mm. 
I'd say a lot because they're always really supportive of my goals. Like when I wanted to be a pro basketball player when I was really young, they didn't say, oh, it's unrealistic. Only one in a million kids are going to make it, blah, blah, blah. So they always really supported my goals. Um, My dad always taught me to like dream big. Uh, I mean, he started his own company, so he was pretty successful guy himself. And I think that's important sometimes to see. Like I see a lot of kids, maybe if they see their dad isn't successful, you kind of like compare yourself to your dad. I feel like most people, they kind of, at least how I was, I'm like, oh, if my dad can get here, I can get here. Yes. It's like, it's like, oh, it's like my family. If I, my dad can achieve this, I can achieve better. But if yeah. like your dad isn't successful, sometimes it can mess with your head. Yeah. But you know, my mom, my dad, both super supportive of my goals. So I'd say it definitely helped a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really good to have positive influences when you're younger. Mm. Right. Like For you're, sure. You're, you're so impressionable. So, so much. Right. Mm. And so to, to have that is, it's a, it's a huge bonus. Yeah. Um, 100%. And, and, and yeah, there are people that, you know, don't have that and some of them become successful some of them definitely don't um, right but you know having having a mother and father that you know push you and and you know kind of just respect you for what what you want to do with being a little mm. kid i mean i think that is that is so key to like the people that i talk to a lot of times when you know they have the mother and father two people that are um you know, very supportive of their journey. It's like mm. they, things turn out well. Right? Yeah, not usually, all the time, right? Yeah. Not all the time, but but a lot of the times. Right. Not ones that baby them, not ones that call them, but ones that just support them. Right. And respect them. And and I, I think that, you know, that shows in who you are today mm. as, as a person. Do you have any siblings? I don't. Only child. What was that like growing up? I mean, I guess I have nothing to compare it to, so... I don't think about it too often because it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. I've never knew what it was like to have a little brother or sister. I mean, I always had like a golden retriever and me and my mom, <laughs> my dad. That was pretty much it. When you were younger, did you uh, wish you had a, another sibling or no? I had a lot of friends. Like we all kind of played sports throughout the years. So like I was always social. Like, you know, I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin and there's absolutely nothing to do so we we're all just like into sports year-round so summertime we'd play baseball you know fall and winter we play basketball and it was just like sports year-round so yeah that's awesome man i mean for 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 you going through that right you growing up in wisconsin when did you have dreams to then pivot to los angeles yeah so i always hated living in a small town. Like I just knew there was so much more than the small town. Like it's great in terms of like, you don't have all these, like, like if you're in LA, you'd like, you're going to have some characters you're going to stumble across. Like, I don't know, in a small town, it's like, there's less temptation to like get into drugs and everything like that at a young age. Um, there's just less to do in general. Um, but I knew there is more. Like I just felt like I was in this like little like cube that I couldn't get out of. So my mom felt the same way. My mom always loved Florida. I did too. Um, so when I was in high school, I actually moved to Florida. Okay. I'm with my mother and my dad would like commute, you know, once, twice a month. So it was a very unique situation. And that's where I went to the basketball academy in Florida. And then I always loved California. I was obsessed with California. So then I got into like acting. I wanted to see what it was like to live out in California. So Lived out in California for a couple of years, and that was, that was very tough years. Like I was dead broke, lost all my money. Um, like very interesting time in my life that kind of like shaped where I am today, to be honest. So, what was it through that experience that you know everything broke down, but then you were able to build it back up again? 
Yeah, so I actually remember I was living with this lady that, so you know on Airbnb you can find like one, two, three month rentals, so I found this lady on Airbnb, she had like a little sushi food truck, very nice lady, so I remember like living in this like little like, she had a, like a trailer part on her house, it was like this weird property where there is like, she it was like a little Airbnb business, but the, you know, the wife and husband also lived there, so I remember like just living there for a month and a half, and it was just like, that was rock bottom because I mean that was all I could afford. I was like I'm trying to think the city. It was like Marina del Rey. I still remember it. it was like right behind the Walgreens, and um, I'm like shit. I gotta go back to Florida and like get my shit together, save up some money. So I actually like moved back home for like a month and a half. And then the the guy I started doing the YouTube videos with, um, he had his online business. He basically hired me full time to just be the face of his his brand. He sold like programs for skinny guys to bulk up and gain weight. So I've had like a little trickle of money coming in, moved back to Florida, moved in with him and his friend, and we all just started like grinding on the internet trying to make money. And this was what, 2014, 2015? This would have been 2000, yeah, like 15 and 16 era, yeah. When you look back at the times that you hit rock bottom, um, living in the sushi truck. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) what, what What does that feel like today? I'm glad that I went through it now because I was so determined just to make something in my life. I remember when I was like 28, I'm like, oh shit, like maybe I'll just never get rich. I'll never make a lot of money. Like maybe this is just like, I remember just being like really scared about the future because I'm like, damn, I'm not that young anymore. Like shit just kind of got real. Like I'm 28, I'm 29, like I have nothing. And that was, a, that was like, you know what, though? I became like a psychopath. Those first, like, the first year or two with Alpha Line, I remember literally being online seven days a week, and we were just like, we have to make this work. And my business partner was similar age. He had, you know, failed businesses. He had businesses he didn't want to be a part of, and it was just like the perfect timing. So I think it just made me, like, a lot hungrier, you know? Definitely. I mean, if you can take rock bottom, failure, whatever it is, right? And, and like I said at the beginning of the podcast, like, learn from that, Uh people's failures tend to be their greatest wins right? yeah for uh, sure it sucks in the moment oh yeah but when you look back you're like fuck if i didn't go through that right i wouldn't be where i am today right right and that's that's so important to recognize um because a lot of times going through failure it's just it fucking sucks dude yeah i, I mean, oh yeah i've gone through my own shit dude. so it's like I, I know exactly what that is mm. what that's like um when you first started building Alpha Lion, like what were some of the tactics to, you know, really expand and grow the the brand? Yeah, great question. So one of the things that kind of jump started the company was I had like a small YouTube presence kind of growing. So it wasn't much, but hey, like twenty, thirty thousand subscribers, you know, make a little video showing how you make your pre workout. All of a sudden, you know, from that video you might have fifty people who are like, Oh, this is a cool brand. I wanna like get behind this brand. So that helped get a, like a little like traction going. Um, my business partner had a lot of experience just running. Um, he ran another influencer's business, like the email marketing, the ads, like the whole infrastructure. So I was really fortunate to partner with him at the time because he started to run some ads. We we're able to run ads profitably after a little while. And I was able to get more awareness of the company. So it was really just like having the infrastructure of like, he didn't know how to run a business, even though he'd never built anything really big before. He had the foundation. I knew how to make content. I, know who, I knew how to grow an audience, how to story tell through the content. So just doing that the first year, just to get some traction going. I mean, that's so great. It sounds like a great uh, partnership. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Being able to hit, hit um, you know, both of those sides is, is so important. 
uh, when, when trying to build a brand and grow a brand. For sure. So when you guys first started, how many products did you guys launch with? Our first product was a sleep product, actually. It used to be called Alpha Dreams. Okay. <laughs> so that was our first product. Our second product was a fat burner, and our third product was a superhuman pre-workout. Okay. And where are you guys at now? Oh, shit. We got, like, 50-plus products. But, like, I, like half the company is the pre-workouts. Like, that's the category we dominate the most. Obviously, like, protein's huge, creatine, all those, like, products. But, like, for us, we have the most traction in pre-workout by far. Why do you think that is? I think just the branding, how we marketed it, just people resonate with the name Superhuman. Like even when we started to get our products in stores, like the stores would just sell out right away of Superhuman pre-workout. Then the other products would move slower. So like you just, we have so much market research. It just shows that Superhuman, people resonate with the branding. It's like a great product formula-wise. It tastes really good. There's like fun branding behind it. Like you have Liquid Death right here. They have, they're one of the few brands that reminds me of how we do our flavors. Like we do a pre-workout of the month every month and we're on, we're on number 29 right now. So every single month is like a new theme and a new flavor. Like for oh. instance, Halloween, we had a flavor called Screamsicle. Yeah. So we try to have a lot of fun with like the flavors and branding. Like, you know, we have a pre-workout called Hulk Juice. We have, you know, our first pre-workout of the month, we called it Cherry Maguire. So we try yeah. to like, you know, play off pop culture and things like that and just have fun with it. Yeah, I think that's so important, man. I mean, to... Hey, what you just said, let's just have fun with it. Absolutely. Right? Like, we have all these crazy trademarks on flavors. Like, we have Schwarzenegger trademarked. Really? <laughs> we, yeah, we have, like, really, we have <laughs> Orange Gainsicle trademarked. Um, yeah, so we just try to have a ton of fun with, like, the flavor system. So it's one thing to have a quality product, but it's, like, be quality and don't be boring. So we're trying to really mesh those two together. Yeah. Why do you think a lot of brands are boring? I just feel like people are shitty storytellers in general and, like, to be great at branding, I don't know. It's like most people aren't. Like Liquid Death is like, that's just incredible branding. Just look at their videos. It's all connected and like tells an amazing story. Yes. Yeah, they did a really good job. And they fucking amazing I mean, job. it's just water, right? There's yeah. other sparkling waters out there. There's oh. other flavored waters. Like, And it's more expensive than most of them too. Yeah. But like you, you, I just, yeah, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and that's what it comes down to. So do you guys have a, a team of people now that are spouting out the ideas or like in-house graphic designers? How's that work? Yeah, we have, uh, so my good friend Cordero, who actually lives in LA, he used to have a YouTube channel and he did these crazy social experiments. I mean, there some of them are like way out there. Um, <laughs> one of them, he literally went up to girls in Venice Beach and he asked girls what they think of hand jobs. Like that was like his style <laughs> of content, but he was like this crazy eccentric, like creative dude. Um, really funny guy on camera. So he made a few really viral YouTube videos, very creative guy. And I uh, like, so he started, we were always friends. He was my old camera guy for my YouTube channel. And he saw that we had some traction going with Elf Lion. So he basically pitched himself to myself and Jordan, the other co-founder to have a position with the company. This is going back four years ago. So to this day, most of the ideas of like the flavors, the branding is all from like him, myself, and you know, the other co-founder, Jordan. Wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's so cool. And then um, from the idea, right, you guys create the idea, what's the next process like for graphic design artwork? How's that spout? Yeah, so Cordero works firsthand with the graphic designers. So like we'll kind of like brainstorm internally like themes. So um, like if it's a new product, it just goes back to it's like, Step one is like, okay, what is this product going to do? Um, you know, what's the target market? How are we going to brand it? What are we going to call it? And then from there, it goes to kind of like, okay, let's make a badass label. And obviously, we have so many products, the labels kind of follow like a certain format now. But with the pre-workout of the months, it's a different theme. So we have to think in terms of like, okay, like September, 
what's going on. It's kind of like fall, there's football season. So sometimes we try to think of it in terms of what's going on like seasonality-wise, or it's like, what's just something fun and crazy? Like uh, our next one, I'm assuming this podcast isn't going to go live like tomorrow, so I'll drop no. it. But like the next one is like an alien theme. Okay. So like that that could be any time of the year, right? Yes, yes, so like, yes. you know, and uh like one one year was Miami Vice that dropped in the summer, just like a fun, you know, summer theme. So like we'll brainstorm the themes and then we'll sign off on the theme, then Cordero will work with the graphic designer just making a badass bottle. That's amazing, man. Do you guys ever uh see yourself like uh collaborating with, you know, doing a brand of the you know uh, pre-workout of the month with you know this influencer or that person mm, no for sure yeah we have some pretty big names on board right now so you know we're talking about just giving our bigger influencers their own flavor like i yeah. know ghost does that with some of their bigger athletes and um we're talking with a few big like legacy like flavor brands in terms of like doing a collaboration with um you know like ghost kind of brought it to the market they did like chips ahoy and like all these iconic like you know indulgence yeah. brands sour patch yeah so we're in talks with a few brands like that i can't really speak no, no, about yeah, them yeah. yet because they're not solidified but yeah that's yeah. definitely coming down the road yeah that's that's it's so cool what, what do you see as you know the the future of alpha and superhuman yeah i think i just i want to see us become the best in terms of just providing like fuel and motivation because i feel like a lot of companies sell a good product but it just stops there so like, how do we create this full immersive experience? Maybe it's like using artificial intelligence and some really customized like app, but like, how do we truly change people's lives more than just giving them a product? Because like, you know, there's, there's no barrier to entry to make a supplement. Anyone can make a supplement and sell it with, yeah. you know, a few thousand dollars and, you know, an internet connection, right. And a yes. manufacturer, but it's like, how do we become more than that? Like there's those brands that just like Nike, Nike's a very like motivational, aspirational brand. Like, even though they're using the world's best athletes, it's like, you know, someone might see a commercial of LeBron James that's just like a fat guy on the couch and be like, oh, shit, like, I'm inspired. Maybe I'll go to the gym tomorrow. Yes, yes. So I think it's just, you know, being the most motivational brand, being the best storytelling brand. What inspires you? I think what inspires me is it, it goes back to what kind of like got me to where I am right now was the whole Greg Plitt story. Um... I remember just watching his videos, watching his content, hearing him talk, hearing his stories of like, even telling, he would tell stories about other people's perseverance. Like his Walt Disney story is insane. Just the way he tells it. And like, um, you know, how Walt Disney like literally got fired because he wasn't creative enough from this newspaper company. And then he went broke. Someone stole his idea during the Great Depression. And like literally 10 years of failures. And then he finally, and then he, you know, sketched out Mickey Mouse. And everyone's like, oh, I don't think anyone's going to resonate with a mouse. But he just like, <laughs> you know, he did it. Like that's yeah. an incredible, like inspirational story. So like what motivates me is I just want to inspire as many people as possible. Maybe it's on their fitness journey. Hopefully it's something even more than that. So basically like what Greg Plitt did for me, I want to do for as many people as humanly possible. So it's like easy for me now to think of what kind of videos do I want to make? Because, oh, Will it potentially inspire people? If it doesn't, okay, probably a bad video. Yeah. So, yeah. When you go to create content, what is the process like? Yeah, it's changed a ton the last four or five months. So, like, I just hired a full-time video producer to kind of really help me, like, make incredible videos, tell a great story. I'm actually about to launch my series tomorrow. I haven't uploaded in, like, damn near three months yeah. um, because I wanted to... I was doing a lot of videos on just kind of, like, you know here's a proper way to train your chest for results. And I was doing a lot of workout videos 
And I was, you know, collabing with some people. I used to do vid uh, videos with Charles Glass, the Godfather of Bodybuilding, when I lived in LA. And I'd go to Gold's Gym, Venice Beach. We cranked out like 30, 40 videos. I think they've gotten yeah. like 30, 40 million views on YouTube. And like, I was, that was great at the time. And now I'm at a point where like, there's so many people in good shape making workout videos. Like, how do I evolve past this? Yeah. So my process now is like, what can I personally undertake in terms of a challenge that I'm genuinely interested in that I think will inspire people? And just like, what's the best story I can tell then, like within that video? What made you want to shift the the direction that you were going with content? I think because I didn't know, I was just making content to make content. It was like, oh, people like follow me. I have like, you know, these followers on social media. It's It's cool. It feels good to get attention. And then all of a sudden, one day, I'm like, I don't know, like, I'm in a position, like, I, I'm not really, like, I'm an influencer, but, like, I also own a brand. I can, like, how do I just, like, position myself differently than every other influencer? And I was like, what do I actually want to do? What am I passionate about? And it always comes down to just inspiring people. And I feel like I can't be inspiring. Like, if Greg Plitt only told me how to train my chest, I wouldn't, like, have no. looked up to him. Yeah. It's like, he not only looked the way that I wanted to look it's that he inspired me to do something amazing with my life. So like what inspires me to just stay in great shape is because, yeah, like I want to look great in the mirror, but I also want to look great because if you look a certain way, people, you command respect, people listen to you more. Yes. So I try to just, I have like a bigger purpose now than I did. And like my twenties, I was like, oh, I want to just be shredded because it's cool and I can make money and say I'm like a fitness model and all this <laughs> shit. But like now I just, I do things because I want to truly inspire people. That's like, to me, that's amazing. Like if someone's having a bad day, they have no vision. They're just like, don't know what the hell they want to do. And then they come across your content and you just speak to them in a way they've never been spoke to before. It could change your life. So it's like, to me, that's what it's all about. It so can, man. Like it really, really can. Especially, you know, people that are going through dark shit and they come across, you know, Greg's video, your video. Right. It, it goggins video like it oh, does yeah. it changes a lot of people and 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 that's that's a a, a powerful tool mm. right and to be able to notice right that i don't want to do this anymore even though you know these videos would get a lot of views right it's like it's at the end of the day it's like what's going to make you happy right right and what is going to help then inspire other people mm. after you know everything that you're doing like what are you most passionate about today I love doing the content creation stuff because there's no like boundary to what you can do. It's like some of the upcoming video ideas, like they've never been done on YouTube before. And that excites me because it really like, I'm a creative person when it comes down to it. And, um, I just like to, I like to think of stuff. I like to like think of stuff that's never been done before. So like, I really get inspired and excited to just like create stuff. Like if we sell Elfline someday, I think I would definitely like go into movie production or like what's like, it's still creating. It's just, okay, yeah. now I have more of a budget. I can build a whole team. I could spend a year on this amazing project, but it would still come down to like, how can I make a movie now that inspires people? How can I make a Netflix series, whatever it may be? So I think it just, I love to create stuff. Well, that's, that's awesome. Like you, you, you can definitely see yourself one day pivoting towards film or movies. hundred percent. Yeah. Like maybe I make a sports, I like, I love sports movies. I love comedy movies. I love inspiring people. So I don't know, some hybrid combination of those elements. Yeah. You remember the movie Rudy? Oh yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, that shit would fucking pump me up. Dude. Yeah. Pump me up. Um, do you ever sit down and like write or like think of different things that you would make if you, when you get there? Uh, 
I haven't spent a ton of time on it now. Now, most of my time, like, you know, writing stuff is just brainstorming YouTube concepts and scripting those videos, which I think is great practice because, like, I'm spending a lot more time on my videos now. Like, I work with my full-time producer. He's a really good, like, writer and storyteller. So, I mean, we'll script some stuff and then a lot of stuff will be unscripted because I don't know what's going to happen when I, you know, try this challenge. Like, we have one upcoming video. Um, so, Death Valley, it's like the hottest place yeah. on earth, you know, hour and a half, two hours away. Uh, and there's this thing called the impossible mile where basically you run a quarter mile, you do a hundred pushups, you run a quarter mile, you do a hundred burpees, you run a quarter mile, you do a hundred uh, bodyweight squats, finish a quarter mile. So I have a challenge where I'm doing, I'm running the impossible mile in the hottest place on earth. Shut so like, up. I can't script what I'm going to feel, you know, it's just like, you know, we're going to have a story behind it and why I'm doing it. But then it's like, okay, let's see what happens. <laughs> Wow, fuck, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's so the, awesome. I'm trying to like kind of come up with those ideas. Like it was inspired by a video. Um, I like seeing like I respect a few creators on YouTube. I'll kind of see their content and then I'll, okay, how can I like, I see why I like this video. I see why it did well. How can I like spin it and make yeah. it something different for my own? Absolutely. I mean, that's so much on YouTube and content creation in general, right? right. Like it's like, you know, people getting inspired by, by, by other things. When do you think you're going to do that? Uh, so funny you mentioned David Goggins. So I just started running, preparing for that video and I don't do a lot of, I was just running a mile. I'd go around the neighborhood here. So on day six, my calves were so fucking sore from running every day, but I was getting a way better shape. I started off with like an eight minute mile. I was down to like seven minutes in like nice. five, six days. But on day six, I literally strained my calf. I felt like a little pop in my calf. So now I'm like, I got to rehab it and I can't run for like two weeks. Oof. So I'm thinking it'll probably be sometime in July. Dude, how, like how, mid to late July. How hot is it going to be? Probably like 115. <laughs> That's Definitely crazy. have some electrolytes in my system and all that good stuff. How long do you think something like that will take? So there's one person who did the impossible mile, not in the hottest place on earth on YouTube. And it took him like 22 minutes. So I'll, I'll try to beat that time. I don't know. I mean, I can run a mile in six and a half, seven minutes, but fuck, dude. But then doing the other stuff between, we'll see. Yeah, definitely. I mean, dude, that's just it. I mean, the hundred burpees, all of this, all of those hundred pushups. I mean, that's just uh, it's a, it's a, it's a mental challenge more than anything. Oh yeah, like that, dude. Cardio is insane. Like I, I was actually thinking of David Goggins when I was running because like I'm not in great cardio shape. I'll, I'll sprint, which is anaerobic, but it yeah. doesn't prepare your body for running one, two, three miles. So I remember just running and I'm like, this is the worst fucking feeling ever. Like, I yeah. just want to die right now. It's crazy. And you just, I just, you know, hear David Goggins in my ear. I just think of him running with his broken, like all the broken, you know, bones in his yes. foot. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I, earlier this year, Tyler and I ran the LA Marathon and... That is insane. I could it, never imagine running a marathon. It's I'm not trying to get to that level of cardio. fucking insane, dude. It's insane. But I mean, when you finish, it's one of the greatest things that you'll ever like just going across that finish line. But did you train for that? Like, how does, what does that look like? Cause I mean, <laughs> uh, so I, were you drunk? I mean, uh, what, what'd you do? Um, so I had every intention, like, so Tyler calls me up in like January, February and says, uh, we're going to, you know, you want to run this marathon. Right. Right. And I said yes to him because I had sent out a text message probably a month before that to my friends, like, let's do a right. Spartan race, right? No one responded. Right. So I was like, All right, I'm going to fucking do this, but next time <laughs> I hit you up, you're going to do what I want to do, right? And so we started, we ran one time, like, I don't know, a couple months before the actual marathon, and I fucked up my knees so bad, right? Really? And so I go, I go, I got it's an like MRI. like tendon pain or what happens yeah, specifically? Yeah, just, just inflammation. Yeah. 
I was trying to bitch out of it, dude. Yeah, I was yeah. literally trying to bitch out of it. I even told Ty, I was like, I'm gonna, I'll run five miles and then I'll quit, right? Yeah. After, I know I've told this story so many times. I'm really sorry, guys. But uh, so, so we get, we get there, right? I didn't train for shit, dude. Right. Like no, which is very dumb, right? Obviously. Yeah. Um, but we start running, and I get to the fourth or fifth mile, dude, and you just see fucking people in wheelchairs, people, you know, fucking with wheelbarrows and basketballs, and you oh know, this God. person with you know no legs. Like it's just in, insane, and it just like inspires you to keep on going. Mm. And so I just kept on going. It was fucking so challenging, but it's on the brain, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I should have trained. I know I'm an idiot. And for about two months, I was in pain. <laughs> right. I was in so much pain. For, two months after? Oh, for like a month after, dude. Really? Was, well, because we also had to move his, uh, his grandma's house, his grandmother's house, like a week or two later. Oh, wow. So it was just like a lot. But like, you know, we, we just, we, we didn't train for it, but it was kind of stupid, whatever. But what was your time? experience? Oh, mine fucking slow you know, uh like the pace per mile that you got yeah very slow i'm too embarrassed to say anything like but, uh, 15 minutes 12 no minutes? no it was like 10 or 11 oh, okay yeah but um but yeah yeah, yeah. but still i finished yeah at the end did of the you walk at all or no i mean or like slow jog kinda? slow jog yeah. slow jog i mean my knees were messed up even to the point like where this guy come came up to me and has said Hey, if you run on this side, right, right. where the, the the ground is like better level, it'll be less pain on your legs, mm. right? Because I was just kind of like hobbling on. But every, right. everyone was. Um, he finished like an hour before me, though. Wow. Um, and I know if I trained and practiced and do all of that, I could run an eight minute mile, not for the entire marathon, I don't right. think, but like definitely a lot faster. But at the end of the day, it's about finishing right yeah like, that's what it's all about that's that's persevering and finishing right absolutely right i don't give a fuck if it takes you 20 minutes right like, yeah per mile like getting across that finish line mm. and i think that's something that you 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 push and inspire people a lot to do and i think that your next big challenge should be a marathon yeah oh shit <laughs> that'd be crazy <laughs> i mean you kick ass at it bro you ever thought of it uh i think i'm on like a kick right now of doing like i do a lot of like jump training I actually hired the guy who trained mac mcclung who won the nba slam dunk contest like yeah. a six foot white dude jump out of the gym so like i want to over the next year or two i want to see like how far i can take like my vertical jump my speed because if i train for a marathon it contradicts all that it's literally a different muscle fiber type so yeah. like maybe once i like you know get all that out of my system i hit like my 40 inch vertical goal i definitely consider it yeah but i feel like i'm very like I'd have to completely stop bodybuilding for probably like three, four months. Like it would, it, it's not beneficial to carry on a lot of weight. I know that no, for sure. So no. like, yeah, I have, I've, I guess I have goals that contradict it in the meantime. Like I want to land a fitness magazine cover. That's one of my, my big goals. So like, I can't lose all my gains. No, not at all. Yeah. Not so like all. maybe in the next three years, it's definitely an inspiring goal. Yeah. I mean, it's a great experience, but I mean, you, you got other things that you can definitely yeah. do to, uh, to satisfy that, um, uh, a fitness magazine cover. Yeah. That's a that's a goal. Yeah. I love that. How do you even go about doing that? Just get in incredible shape, hire a photographer who works with, you know, the editor in chief of different magazines and just kinda go about it that way. If you can pitch them a story great, like, you know, maybe my story is that like I'm not just a full time bodybuilder influencer. I like I'm, you know, running this company too. I'm like, you know, super busy guy. I'm close to forty, whatever. Yeah. So just having having, you know, obviously being in great shape, the photo shoot, what's the story and see what happens. Is that weird to say close to 40? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not that close. I'm like two and a half years away. <laughs> you're, you're close. We're both close, dude. That's like a quarter of a decade. <laughs> That's a long, long, long time. That's like, 
that's like almost a thousand days. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, a thousand days ago by like that. Yeah. It is it is weird, right? Yeah, I guess it's weird. But I guess, you know, the thing with fitness is because like if the like the better shape you're in while being older, the more inspiring it is. Fuck yes. Like you go on Instagram, like, you know, we have, we we sign a lot of influencers to Elfline. I think we have like fifty five, sixty, you know, influencers, athletes on like salary payroll. And like most of them are in their like twenty one, twenty two and they're all shredded. Only a few of them are 35 to 40 range and shredded and in great shape. So it's like, it's easy to be in great shape when you, you know, you don't have responsibilities. You can just live in the gym, take pictures for social media, but it's a lot more inspiring if you're, you know, work 50, 60 hours a week, you have a family and you're in great shape. It's yes. way more inspiring. So I feel like I want to keep pushing fitness as much as I can. Like I always tell myself like, oh, this is the year I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. And then when I'm like 39, I'll have yeah. to say that to myself again. Okay. I'm about to be 40. I have to crank up my fitness even more. Yes. Yeah, I, I, it is. I mean, I just love seeing people in their forties, fifties, right. That I love it when they're shredded. I just love right. it when they're in good shape, right. Got a six pack, whatever right. it is. Like it's, it is, it's, it's a lot more inspiring than a 20 year old being shredded. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. Because I mean, life is life, man. It catches up and you know, mm. you've got all work, family and all of these things rolling around to so yeah. to be able to still commit time, but it's still, it's so important. Like, and I know you know that, like to take really good care of your body, especially the older you get. One hundred percent, yeah. Right, like you don't want your life, right? You, let's say you live to ninety-eight years old, right? You don't want to at eighty years old start having a decline, right? Right. You want like at eighty-nine and a half have a decline done, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that would be the 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 goal, right? Right. Um, that that would be the superhuman goal, right? Do you um do you have like a like a superhuman stack that that you take for longevity? Yeah, great question. So I like taking greens first thing in the morning. So like we have our superhuman greens. Um, a lot of times, like if I'm cutting, I will not eat breakfast before I train. Greens kind of keep me full. Um, I love taking protein just to get my protein quota in throughout the day. And then I love taking a sleep product. So like kind of just, you know, morning, pre-workout, nighttime routine. Nice. What's, uh, what is the sleep product? Superhuman sleep. Uh, what's in it? So it's basically melatonin, GABA. It's got amino acids for recovery, like leucine. It's got some glutamine. So it's going to help you get in REM sleep, you know, REM sleep longer. It's going to give you the amino acids. Also has a lot of like good electrolytes to replenish that. So if you train really hard, it's like you can't just drink water to replenish electrolytes. Yeah. So it's just kind of like an insurance policy against like amino acids, electrolytes, and just good ingredients to help you sleep. Now for you, like what... Food, food always seems to be a challenge for a lot of people, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you knock that off? Like, do you, mm. do you have pre-made meals? Do you just cook as you go? Do you have someone, you know? Good question. I mean, my wife does a lot of cooking. I'll give her a shout out over there. Um, man, I like, I love food. The thing is, is like, I have a sweet tooth. I used to, I remember when I was like 10, 12 years old, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, I'd eat peanut butter cups. I'd, then I'd go back to bed. Or like my grandma would make me cupcakes and I'd like literally eat like 20 in like two days. So I've always struggled with like, but I also have a decently fast metabolism and I just train like crazy. So like, even I'm, I'm on like a shred, what I'll do is like, I'll count my calories to know that like, okay, I can have 300 calories of Reese's. I'm still going to be in my little Let's deficit go. and like my protein. So I'm pretty strategic with it because yeah. I feel like if you're OCD about like knowing your macros and knowing like what your body needs, you can kind of like bend the rules a little bit. Like I had, I literally had a donut the other night when I was out with like my friends. Um, you know, I had like Reese's a couple days ago. So I find clever ways to eat the foods that I love. But in terms of like just having everything prepared, 
Um, there's like convenient meals I always go towards, like for breakfast, Chick-fil-A, amazing grilled chicken, egg white sandwich, 50 grams of protein in two of them. Um, I always have like clean protein. Like I always have like eggs, lean beef, lean turkey around. Um, I just, I eat simple, a lot of meals and then I'll reward myself. So I like, I'll just eat like, you know, shredded potatoes and lean beef and hot sauce is like a meal, great macros. Nice. And then maybe at Sunday, I'm like, all right, let's get some blaze pizza. Let's get Chipotle. Let's get some tacos. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You got to treat yourself. Definitely. Had you, even when you were a kid, like, did you count your calories and do all that? Or like, is that like a new thing? Uh, no, I was just like Living skinny life. and fast metabolism. Yeah. I was just kind of like, okay, get protein in. But I guess as I got more serious about just like content and looking a certain way and just like seeing what other people do that look a certain way that I want to look like, I'm like, oh shit, I kind of do need to like dial this in. Like I can look good, but I'm not going to look great unless I really dial this in and figure it out. So I'm at a point now where I know exactly how many macros I need to eat. So it's just a matter of like just doing it. Like yeah. I just, I've just done it so long. So like I know if I'm trying to shred, for example, I eat 26, 2700 calories a day. I train six days a week. I get 200 grams of protein. I'm just like, boom, it's the results are going to happen. If I'm trying to gain muscle, I know I need to eat 3,500 calories. And how much protein? 220. And what do you get? Like, is that all from like beef or protein shakes or eggs, protein shakes? Like I'll take, you know, my company's superhuman protein. If I have two scoops of that, that's 50 grams. It's just like meals, like five, six meals, each having 30 to 40 grams. And then like a protein shake kind of in between. Is that, is that like easy for you to eat all that food and drink all that? Is it just second nature now? Yeah. Cause like right now I'm cutting. So like to me, I'm, I go to bed literally hungry. So yeah, it's, it's pretty easy for me. Are you good with the water? Yeah, pretty good with water. I get dehydrated really easily, so I like just like compulsively always drink water. Yeah, I mean it's 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 so important. It's something that people fuck up a lot, mm. a lot as well. Yeah, for sure. So looking forward for the future, right, man? Like for yourself, for your life. I know I kind of asked this before, but you know, as we definitely start to kind of wind this down a little bit, like where where do you want to take Alpha and Superhuman? Like, do you want to continue make more products? Do you guys have mm. thoughts of expanding? Yeah, we're definitely energy drink? always trying to expand and grow. I think an energy drink will happen sometime in like the near future, maybe a year, two years max, maybe less. Um, just really dialing in our messaging of just being like a performance-centric brand obsessed with just giving people the perfect fuel and motivation. They need to become the greatest version of themselves and then motivate everyone around them. So I know there's so much we can do that's untapped with like content and, you know, bringing on like bigger names. We actually just brought on, I won't mention who it is yet because we haven't made an announcement, but he's one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Dude, that's amazing. Maybe the most marketable baseball player of all time. If you know a lot about baseball, you could probably guess yeah. who it is. Okay. But um, yeah, like we just signed him to the brand. So he's going to be our first like big celebrity spokesperson. So there's big like activations that we can do, like, TV commercials, these huge campaigns that we haven't really tapped into yet. So I'm really interested to see where that takes us. And like, I do want to exit at some point, you know, let's say five years or less and, you know, continue being obsessed with storytelling and inspiring people. So maybe I exit and then I get into like the movie business or maybe I just do the fitness version of Mr. Beast. And it's not a movie business, just like yeah. making these crazy YouTube videos. I don't know, but like, I think it'd be a great position to be in. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. And that, that's so cool, man. I mean, to be able to have such a grasp on your life, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, 
you know, like if you look back when you were younger and like things were chaotic, right? And it's yeah. just like, fuck that feeling, right? The feeling at the end of the month, you don't know how to pay the bills or, you know, right. it's just like you don't know where this shit's coming from. And then you get to a point, right, where you're in your mid to, you know, later 30s and things are starting to click and work well. Right. And, uh, you know, especially for you, like it, it gives you a, a grasp on life that, you know, I don't, I don't think you realize that is possible when you're younger. 100%. I feel like you have to be selfish before you can be selfless it's like be selfish like collect your money take care of yourself and then once you don't have to worry about money anymore it's like you can kind of figure out what's my bigger purpose and like how can i achieve it so i feel like you just got to collect the bag first and like yes because you can't be stressed out worrying about how you're going to pay your bills and keep a roof over your head while also inspiring people right come on dude you know there's no fucking way like yeah at the end of the day like if you got a good message that's great but if you can't pay your bills like what do you like that doesn't make sense you kind of be motivational if you're like on the streets homeless and you're still trying to inspire people on your phone but like i don't know true i guess (laughs) i guess guess it's a different point i I get what you're saying but i was like even like thinking like uh like i would never want to buy supplements from a supplement company if like the founder and owner wasn't jacked right yeah true there are some companies like that i know this dude doesn't even work out what's this guy's deal like Like, what the like bro i I don't want to call it certain brands but yeah there are some brands out there i don't trust you bro like (laughs) yeah it's fishy dude like what are you doing yeah i mean there's some companies like they're just like oh internet marketer oh i see opportunity to you know sell these weight loss pills let's just jump into this industry yeah they're fucking overweight man yeah so it's just like it's like such a weird dichotomy right so absolutely uh when you when you leave this earth right mm. this is deep what do you <laughs> what do you want to be remembered for hmm. what do you want your legacy to be i feel like just simply inspiring people not many people, if you really think about it, how many people truly inspire people? Like think about Kobe Bryant when he passed away. It was such like a, a big thing because it wasn't just because he was a great basketball player. There's a lot of great basketball players. Granted, he's top five, 10 all time. Yeah. But um, I think that so many people celebrated his life. It's just like his Mamba mentality, the work ethic. Like he inspired so many people. He was obsessed with continuous improvement. So like, I feel like I have... I really resonate with just his mindset of just being obsessed. Like, first of all, figure out what you want to be obsessed with. And then it's like, how can I get better at that thing every single day? And for everyone, it's different. Maybe for like a woman watching it, just being the best parent or best wife, whatever. But um, it's just like figuring out that and being obsessed with continuous improvement. So like there's certain people who I just feel like inspire millions and billions of people. And like he was one of them. So like if I get anywhere in the stratosphere of like that impact, I think that would be the ultimate. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, there are a few people when they passed away, I can remember exactly where I was and he was one of them. I know. I remember it was a Sunday and I remember I was living in downtown LA across from, was it the Staples Center in 2020 or is it crypto.com arena? Ooh, I I forget. I don't know. But I was nonetheless, Uh, nonetheless, I was living, I was living in the Circa building, which is right across the street from the arena um, with my wife. And I remember it was a Sunday and it was really gloomy. And then I remember my friend Cordero, I didn't watch, I don't like watch the news much. And I was like off my phone, just doing my thing on a Sunday. And my friend Cordero, I remember reading the text, he's like, what the fuck? He's like, Kobe Bryant's dead, question mark? And I'm like, huh? Yeah. And I went on ESPN.com and I'm like, holy shit. It was, yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, I remember being told too, and I thought it was a joke. And then I went online and then everyone's talking about it. Everyone's crying. Like, it was fucking nuts, man. Yeah. It was nuts. He's one of those people you think is just like invincible, you know? Yeah. yeah I remember the Kobe death. And 9-11 the most, for some reason. Those yeah. two moments. 
where were you when 9-11 happened? I was in, was I in middle school or elementary school? You were in high school. High school. I think I was in ninth grade. Yeah, me too. I remember being in like a chemistry class and it was right after lunch. Yeah. I was in Mr. Something Gil- like that. Mr. Gilkey's class. Mr. Gilkey. I don't I don't remember <laughs> Man's bad luck. I, I, I don't remember <laughs> any of my teachers' names. Like 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 only a few of them, because only a few of them but his for sure yeah. stood out, dude. Yeah. Such a weird time. I remember when I was when Princess Di passed away. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I remember Vegas. that one too. Yeah. Uh, it's like kinda like weird. Like there's these people that like when the this shit happens, like you remember you were, but nine eleven was it's fucking tragic, man. It's so crazy, dude. Yeah, for sure. And hearing some of the people's stories all these mm. years later. Casey Neistat shared a, an insane story of his experience. Uh, he was on the um, Flagrant podcast, Andrew Schultz podcast. Mm, yeah. And his story of 9-11 is just insane. And then I had a girl on who actually lived, lives lives there. Wow. Um, and sh- her experience was just fucking tragic, dude. Just so, just so insane. Yeah. People jumping out of buildings. Falling yeah, I can't like imagine. Fucking just terror right yeah um you know man i mean i think legacy and 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 you know the the feeling right from this entire conversation is like inspiring inspiration right yeah like and i think that's the that is for me right myself that's so important right like mm. i i think that to be able to inspire and aid and help other people right it is single-handedly like one of the most important things for me personally so it really resonates right when you say that mm. right um you know and, and and you're doing it man you're doing it and you know i, I do i sincerely appreciate you allowing us to come here to your home yeah of course no, this has been fun kind of get my yeah. feet wet in the podcast yeah, world yeah, so for yeah. sure have you done a podcast before I've done a few. I did one. I was at bodybuilding.com headquarters okay. a couple of years ago. And, you know, they had a whole like podcast room and setup. I did that one. I've done a few others. I can't even recall. Nothing in the last year, though. So yeah. it's just been good. I've just kind of been in my own world the last couple of months, just getting the YouTube like series off the ground and all that good stuff. So definitely was fun. I love that, man. Yeah. Thank you, dude. And I'm, I'm excited to see what's next for you, bro. Like, keep on fucking pushing, dude. Seriously. Uh, where can people find your stuff yeah so i'm at superhuman troy on like literally every single platform youtube instagram facebook tiktok and of course my company's alpha lion so our ig is just at alpha.lion alphalion.com and that's where you can find me dude it's awesome, out in man. the desert yes 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 yeah definitely the desert man beautiful home too appreciate it all right brother thank you so much absolutely thank you for everyone for listening have a good night smooches boom